0: Oddity Files. The podcast. All the creepy, cryptic, otherworldly. Oddity Files. The podcast. So, I, I was going to tell you this before we started recording, but I thought it might be a little more fun to tell you now that we're recording remember how i'm gonna get that puppy at the end of the month
1: is it good news yes okay good thank god
0: well it depends um chris is on his way home with a second puppy right now
1: get the fuck out of here what
0: i can't tell him no nick i I don't know how to i but he he was the one who was against
1: the puppy first (laughs)
0: No, that was me. That was me. Okay. I swear. I, I, I will. I will take that. Um, took me a minute to get excited about it because I was living, you know, the, <laughs> the single life without any kids or dogs. And, and I can't even come up with one name and he's bringing home number two. Who's going to be number one? He's like, oh, but we can train them together. And
1: are they the same breed? Yes. Oh, my God. See, so now you've narrowed down your names. <laughs> You can pick two of that long list. It's great. I You know, but I
0: want them to kind of go together. I'm thinking Thelma and Louise.
1: Oh, see, there it is. Done. Right or, now. Or
0: Dolly and Lily from it took, 9 to 5.
1: Uh, it, I, it, it took you too long to think of it. Thelma because and Louise I only happened.
0: <laughs> this, the second name. I'm like, you're going to bring huh? He, he's like. I'm going to cut most of this out because this is going to go on for a second. He's like, oh, my God, they have golden retrievers. Call them. I'm like, what? Wait, what? I've been telling him no to a second dog because the first second dog he wanted was in fucking Oklahoma. And I'm like, I am not driving to Oklahoma to bring home a fucking dog. (laughs) Beautiful, sweet, wonderful dog. But so this dipshit calls and said, is Tinkerbell still available? And they're like, oh, yeah, she is. And, and I hang up the phone. I go, okay. And he's like, well, you didn't ask if you could put a deposit down? I'm like, you just wanted to know if the fucking dog was still available.
1: So wait, is he, he driving? He is my weakness. Is he driving what? to Oklahoma? No, 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 no. This okay. one
0: is. So he's starting a new business and he had to go pick up a truck. And it's this pet shop happens to be right next to where the truck he has to pick up tonight.
1: That's fake. That's what that is. That's the universe saying second dog.
0: (laughs) I mean, I I have vented. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) So next week, you'll know the names of my dogs. And one will probably be sitting on my lap the entire episode.
1: I would love that. Also, I hope that later in this podcast, you're inspired by two names that are going to come up.
0: Oh, Elvira. And what's what's the other one? Oh, on my shirt. Well there's Lily Munster. Yeah. Elvira. Who's who's the other one? Um
1: is it Morticia? Oh, is that...
0: No. No, she's the one from Plan 9 from Outer Space. Come on, movie
1: guy. You know. Oh, I watch good movies. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> but Vampire
0: Girl? But Morticia and Elvira is kind of cool.
1: I like I like more Morticia, Elvira's great. I'll call her Morty. I'll Morty, call her Morty and Elvira. Yeah. Yes. Elvira might I be write a lot. That down. Saying that, with, we'll like call multiple v- times.
0: Vira and Morty. There you go. Look that's at that's very you unique. Do.
1: That's very unique. I like that. I am one hundred percent on board for both of those names together. I know Chris will say yes to Elvira because he's had a crush on
0: her since she, he was 10. So it's Morticia I got to work
1: on. <laughs> we all you know. He gets Elvira. You get Morticia. It's a deal. Done deal.
0: We do Elvira on Wednesday.
1: <gasps> I like that.
0: I'm jotting that down, too. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get off the subject. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for letting me vent on you about my <laughs> my crippling... Need to p- make my husband smile because it doesn't happen very often, you know.
1: <laughs> I just, I just imagine him being so like ear to ear giddy with this like larger than normal sized puppy.
0: <laughs> oh, he's already sent me pictures. Do you want to see?
1: Oh, of course I want to see. Oh, such oh, joy, a pure joy. He
0: goes, he goes. We walked in. And she instantly wanted to play with us. I'm like, of course she did. She's a
1: puppy. She's like, take my ass
0: home. Oh, my God. She's so
1: chubby. Oh, that means she's being fed well.
0: Oh, she looks so happy. She smiles all the time. Yes. That's why he said call about Tinkerbell, because Tinkerbell was smiling.
1: Uh, Now I want another one. Even though I know how hard it's been with our (laughs) our rescue, I want another one. (laughs)
0: Your dogs are so sweet, though. And they're already trained. And he's like, well, if we get two puppies, we can train them at the same time. Dude, we've already done twins. We've been there, done that. Okay? (laughs) This would be nothing. This would be easy. Okay. So, (laughs) Nick, I don't know how much of that I'm going to cut out. It's going to be quite a bit. Or I'm just all going to leave it in. It's going to be a three-hour episode. Fuck it. (laughs) Why not? Did you hear I'm going to write a book?
1: I di- I saw the news. I'm very excited. I'm so excited, too. I cannot so,
0: wait. So, yes, I'm super stoked. Those of you that are listening, it's with Beyond the Fray Publishing, and I've signed to write my very first book, and, you know, math is hard, numbers are hard, all the stuff is hard, but words. I have all the words. So I'm thinking this is a good deal for me.
1: I think that's great. I think I think it's exciting because I feel like you tell other people's stories on this podcast. And I feel like when the time has come and it's published, it could be a cool opportunity for the listeners to read chapters from this book and send it in. Yes. And they could read your story.
0: Yeah. So that's what when the publishing company co- contacted me, they're like, do you write? I'm like, well, yeah, I write stories for my podcast all the time. I can do this.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, totally. It's fine.
0: I got this.
1: <laughs> That's exci- have, have, the real question is: this is a behind, this is a super inside look. Have you started writing yet?
0: I did because I had to send them a, a portion of my writing awesome. before they would say yes.
1: You can do this. <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. The book has yep. started. Pen to paper. It
0: is. It is. I'm so excited. So I have till September 1st to get it all together. Super stoked. Um, check out Beyond the Fray Publishing. They they have all the Big Feets books. By the way, Nick. Uh, I and like those. they're about to release release their third Bigfoot book.
1: I I tell you what. I scrolled through their Instagram, and I am a huge fan. I'm a I'm a very specific person when it comes to book cover art. Uh. And, you know, I'm a big believer in don't judge a book by its cover. It's like being a blockbuster back in the in the, uh, in the the olden times. If I saw a movie with a super cool cover, I'd pick it up and rent it. And that's yeah. how I found some of the best ones. The book covers uh, that, that they put out for their novels are, I was just scroll through Instagram, like, I'd read this one. I'd read this one. Yep. I'd read this one. Absolutely. <laughs> so, side thought. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's my new and exciting news. Pretty stoked about it. I did give the first... Um, announcement to our Patreon page, and I'm like, guys, it's going to be announced real soon, but I just wanted to tell you first, and I was really excited. But those of you that are wondering what our Patreon page is, it's patreon.com slash oddityfiles, and last week, I forgot to give a shout out to our producers, which are Ryan Hoke, Donald Blanchflower, and Doug Malden Lock. So thank you guys. Anybody, I, I know times are tough, and if you can't afford it, I get it. I'm not judging in any way, shape, or form. It's just a little option where we it's mostly me just sitting there giving you exclusive content. I'll review, you know, some phone ghost hunting apps or I'll tell you my behind the scenes take on some episodes that are on Amazon Prime. Sometimes I'm just like, hey, how you doing? Here's what's going on with me. And now they're going to get all the puppy videos.
1: Yep, there you go. That's I sign up. Sign me up. I am look, I'm signing up right <laughs> now. Here I go.
0: I hear type, the clanking type, and the type. clicking. Yeah. Type, awesome. type, 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 type. So yeah, all kinds of stuff going on. Super excited about it. Also, check out our all our socials. Nick, Twitter,
1: Instagram. Go. Twitter and Instagram at Oddity Files. Yep, that's right, both of them.
0: Look at you. Look at Nailed the good it. you do sir we're on facebook oddity files where uh we've got a facebook fan group page i think is what it's called is oddity files fan group just click that you want to join we'll add you it's all kinds of fun stuff from people who like the same shit you do you definitely want to check that out
1: and tiktok you got it right you got it right tiktok I did. Do you, <laughs> it's not zoom it's tiktok <laughs> it's
0: not zoom this what we're doing is zoom but TikTok is where I put the creepy
1: stories. I was on pins and needles. I'm like, oh shit, this is the time of the podcast where she's going to say TikTok. She's going to fuck this up again. But you didn't. You didn't.
0: I didn't. Yay, me. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yep. one of those videos, Nick, got seven, <laughs> is still climbing, but is it 7,000 views?
1: Yes. I don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> w- weekends. I, I mean, I, yeah, am I right? Yeah, I don't
0: You're right. You're totally right.
1: <laughs> I don't know how any of that stuff works. I just see numbers and hearts and Drake dances, and I just don't know how it works. Yeah.
0: Same. And even with Instagram, you don't even know how many likes you get anymore until you like click on it and says there's three likes, which is normally what I get.
1: So. Yeah. yeah. Very, very <laughs> used to that. I feel like if I had a TikTok, I wouldn't have any likes somehow. And then i just give it to my kid, and then she'd get, like, 20.
0: Oh, just for the hair alone. The girl's got the best hair ever. Sure, her hair
1: is nice. And the puppies. And the puppies. (laughs) I just mainly post my dog looking funny. (laughs) That's what I do anyway.
0: Oh, that's
1: perfect.
0: I, I think that's all the news and all the stuff and all the... No, we have a corrections corner, which isn't really a corrections corner. And, yes, I totally stole that name from My Favorite Murder... But I, we had a radar guy contact us with my um, story about Truman and the UFOs and the White House and all the stuff and all the things. So Mark, who is exploring with the boys on Twitter, said, I'm actually a radar technician. I have been working in the field of radar theory for over 15 years, and my specialty is actually air traffic control radars. I knew I liked Mark for a reason. He's kind of good people. <laughs> he says, so to answer your question, yes, weather and temperature anom- anomalies do show up on radar, especially back in the 50s when they really didn't have the technology to filter out such anom- anomalies. I shouldn't have started on the wine so early. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Illuminati.
0: <laughs> yeah. I almost did a story on them. Not going to lie. I saw a new show on Netflix. Uh-oh. But... He says, however, anyone who works on radar or is used to using it, even back then, they can tell whether it's weather anomalies apart from real things. Because first things first, weather doesn't move quickly, ever. Fastest it will move is maybe 30 to 40 miles an hour for a bad storm. So if something is moving around at the at aircraft speeds, 120 miles plus, you would definitely be able to tell it wasn't weather. So Mark confirmed that there were UFOs near the White House in the yep. 40s
1: and 50s. 100%. Thank you, sir.
0: Amen to that. So I'm pretty stoked.
1: It's nice to hear another perspective. It's always fun when you put that call out and say, hey, here's a specific thing I'm looking for from a very specific person, and then that specific person tells you that specific thing you're looking for. It just feels like a big win all around.
0: Absolutely. Especially when it's <laughs> one of our listeners and one of our favorite listeners. So yay. Thank you, Mark. We appreciate that. Oh, yes. I got some paranormal in the news that is timely. Are you prepared for timely
1: this week? I I like timely.
0: So there's this foreign country. Um, I'm not going to read it all because it's whatever. It's got 270 million citizens and it's called Java, which I was down for the coffee aspect of it, but it gets even better. Apparently, some people are getting off planes and not getting into quarantine. Guess what this country's threatening to do with these people?
1: Throw them in a volcano.
0: Put them in a haunted
1: house. Oh, that sounds like a gift. To me, absolutely. That sounds fantastic.
0: (laughs) I'm so going to fly over there and not quarantine. (laughs)
1: That's, yeah, that's like, that's not a punishment at all. I mean, if you're going to put them with other people, but if you're all kind of quarantined together, you're riding this thing out anyway. What's a few ghosts going to do?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So you well, got these people bitching they're stuck in a haunted castle during quarantine. Wham. Yeah, and you've yeah. got these people being threatened with being put into a haunted house. It's winning all over the
1: place. Yeah. Please take me there. What do I need to do? Sign me up. <laughs> Come on.
0: Is there a lottery?
1: Yeah. Is there is there how do I get there? Is there a lottery to get to your place? And then what do I need? Is there a wait list can I get on the can I
0: yeah. Plus, with a name, a country with the name of Java, they've got to have some good coffee, too.
1: Yeah, I feel, I feel like it should be, that you're makes like sense. You're like, Kitsy, you're
0: fucking nuts. And
1: I feel like it's great. Well, I mean, my, I, you say that, but my mind immediately went to that they're throwing them in a volcano because I said lava rhymes with Java. So they might have a motto saying, mm-hmm. you mess around in Java, you get thrown in the lava.
0: And they sell bumper stickers. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I oh. laugh so much during these. Thank you, sir. I needed oh. that because I have puppy stress.
1: That's a, a puppy stress.
0: Is it even a thing? Don't people buy puppies to get rid of the stress? Yeah, I feel Apparently, like that. that's what my husband's doing.
1: Uh, yeah, that that math doesn't add up to me, but you know what? <laughs> it's because you've had puppies before, so you know what goes into it and like the work that it takes. But then once you get them, it's like children. You know, once you get them past a certain time, you you they just they're their own thing.
0: So, oh you I mean, just wait once they turn 18 it, you stress even more uh, just that, putting
1: that out there <laughs> she's 11 and i'm already like oh god uh, yeah yep. yep
0: oh i have no idea who goes first i should have done my homework for storytelling time any clue what we got going on there nick
1: i think i i think i went first you did last week you went last you I, went last did i
0: Yeah, because we ended up talking about the the elevator game, which I forgot to look into for you.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember now. All the guilt. Sorry. (laughs) A week ago. (laughs) It's been so long.
0: (laughs) Literally. Sometimes a week feels like it's a day, and sometimes a week feels like it's been three years. Yep. Welcome to 2020.
1: Yep. (laughs) This year has felt like... Every year I've been on Earth, I it's, yeah, I feel like I'm living again, except a life that I wish I wouldn't, you know? <laughs> yeah, that nothing. sums it up completely. <laughs> I'm so on the
0: same page.
1: Good. I felt crazy for a minute. <laughs> All right. So what's the, should we rock, paper, scissors?
0: <laughs> no, you went last for oh. sure. I know that. Okay. <laughs> what day? And I never before? know that.
1: Yeah, you, <laughs> see, you've one upped me. You, you know something I don't,
0: and I'm gonna mark this down on the calendar because it will be the only time.
1: <laughs> I love that so much. Any more is anything before I dive in.
0: I don't know. You got anything?
1: I got nothing. I'm glad. I'm glad That's... to be here with you. I'm glad to sit here and be able to talk about this stuff with you.
0: Oh, me too. And and laugh our fucking asses off over. Everything that is inappropriate—that's my favorite.
1: Yep, absolutely. You know, the paranormal is a crazy game. Like I said, it just keeps life interesting. Mhm. And I guess with that, um, I'm gonna—I guess I'm gonna dive in. I'm—I'm I'm sure it's a topic Get you're it. familiar with because I know your obsession. But it felt necessary. So okay. Today, this is very interesting. A lot of people don't know the origin of the. Ouija board Uh, it's just sort of yeah it's just sort of a thing that you find in the isle of targets and stuff you just go in and I love it it's it's a normalized thing Uh, which is wild but to understand where Ouija boards originated we have to first understand the two people who started it all the Fox sisters
0: I have never heard this story before
1: really Really? Oh, and I this, watch this, all the mysteries at the museum. This is pretty, this is some high quality stuff. It's a deep dive. It's a very, th- I'm going to give you a very quick history of Ouija boards before they were Ouija boards leading to now that you can buy them in any store, Kroger, Walmart, Amazon, Stranger Things edition. They're everywhere.
0: I have that edition.
1: But <laughs> of, course yay. You, of course you do. <laughs> Uh, so first of all, for those of you don't know, Ouija board is also known as a spirit board or talking board, just so you know, uh, the Fox sisters came from the time of 1848. Kate Fox was 12, Margaret Fox was 15, and they were living in a house in Hydesville, New York with their parents. The house had a reputation for being haunted like they do. But it wasn't until late March that the family began to become terrified by the unexplained sounds of knocking and moving furniture.
0: Ooh.
1: Sign me up. Yeah, that's scary stuff for the late 1800s. In 1888, when Margaret Fox later told her story of the origins of the so-called wrappings, which is what I guess they called knocking back in the day, she said, quote, this is crazy because this is a quote, but it is. When we went to bed <laughs> at night <laughs> when we went to bed at night, we used to tie an apple to a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor, or we would drop the apple on the floor, making a strange noise every time it would rebound. Mother listened to this for a time. She would not understand it and did not suspect us as being capable of a trick because we were so young.
0: Oh, these girls got it going on. Yeah,
1: they do. <laughs> Yeah, so were they really ghosts? Were they the girls? We're going to find out. Okay. During the night of March 31st, shit got real for Kate Fox. Yes. Kate Fox challenged the invisible noisemaker to repeat the snaps of her fingers like this. And it did. It was asked to rap or knock out the ages of the girls. And it did. <laughs>
0: Okay. Either these are some really thin floors or there's a ghost as well as these shenanigators.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Y- yes. That's all. I have. <laughs> Over the course of the next few days, a code was developed where raps or knockings could signify yes or no in response to a question or be used to indicate a letter of the alphabet. The girls addressed the spirit of, as Mister Splitfoot, which is a nickname for the devil.
0: <laughs> okay, alrighty then. Because all <laughs> ghosts were demons back then. I get it.
1: These are some fucked up kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, to know that off the top of your head, you're like, what do we call him, Mister Splitfoot? What's that mean? The devil. That's what I'll
0: name the dog. <laughs> I'm totally going to name the dog that.
1: Just kidding. (laughs) I was thinking more like Kate and Margaret, but Mr. Splitfoot works. Later, the alleged. Are
0: those the sisters' names? I'm going to write those down.
1: Yes, Kate and Margaret. (laughs) Add them to the list. Uh, Later, the alleged quote unquote alleged entity (laughs) creating the sounds claimed to be the spirit of a peddler named Charles B. Rosna who had been murdered five years earlier and buried in the cellar. In his writings on the Fox sisters, Arthur Conan Arthur Conan Doyle claimed the neighbors dug up the cellar and found a few pieces of bone, but it wasn't until 1904 that a skeleton was found buried in the cellar wall. Boom!
0: What?
1: You've got Arthur Con- Conan Doyle.
0: <laughs> you've got apples. You've got... <laughs> devils, and fucking skeletons. I'm down.
1: Yeah, this is a wholesome story for the whole family. It <laughs> a year later, the Fox sisters were publicly demonstrating their spiritualists rapping or knocking in front of a paying crowd for the first time in history ever.
0: Okay, give me, give me just a quick second here, because... And I'm 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 gonna apologize ahead of time. I have watched a lot of mysteries at the museum, and I thought maybe these were the girls. So take me back to the apple. The girls were, I thought they were like spoofing their mom. Yep. Okay. That that that's it. Okay. I'm. We are on the same page then, because yep. I'm like, but there was a skeleton, so I'm so confused.
1: Continue, yeah, please. They- They heard the noises and then they capitalized on the noises because the children themselves were devils by pranking. (laughs) And then shit got real and they found a skeleton in the wall. It's a basic Spielberg E.T. Goonies story.
0: With, you know, the author of Sherlock. So bring it.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, A year later, the Fox sisters were publicly demonstrating the spiritualist knocking in front of a paying crowd for the first time in history. Shortly after this, they became publicly known as some of the first spiritual mediums ever. Wild.
0: Okay. No wonder Houdini thought they were all fake.
1: Yep. It all adds (laughs) up. It all adds (laughs) up. They became very famous for their public seances around New York City. But that all came crashing down when skeptics were pouring out from left and right. And in 1851, when a relative of the Fox sisters signed a statement admitting she assisted in their seances by tapping them when to make knocks for the public to hear. So they went on to uh. continue to trick people. Yep. Wow. Yep. Rubbing it in the face of the people. It's a shame. Y-
0: here's the deal. You don't, don't just don't be an asshole you know i i believe in mediums i believe they're real but uh and this was the beginning of the spiritual movement correct
1: yeah very early on i mean literally within a year these girls were ratted out for falsifying the spiritualist medium movement after pioneering it yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because there's tons of logic there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's okay. insane. So in 1881, the the Fox sisters demonstrated, they decided to publicly demonstrate in front of a crowd of 2,000 people how they created the knocks and wraps at will. They gave up super fast, and they just said, this is how we do it. Uh, and they this did it. This is
0: how we do it.
1: <laughs> Sorry. The- They did this by cracking the joints in their toes. A doctor even even came on stage to verify. From this moment on, everyone knew they were a lie and always had been from the beginning. Within a few years, both sisters died in poverty, shunned by former supporters, and buried in pauper's graves. Sucks to suck, I guess.
0: (laughs) Sucks to be a fucking liar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Enter businessman Elijah Bond on May 28, eighteen ninety. He filed for a patent for a planchette sold with a board with an alphabet printed on it. Shortly after, an employee of Elijah named Willem, William, not Willem, William <laughs> Fold, took over production of this "quote unquote" talking board. In nineteen oh one, Fold finally began production of his own boards under the name Ouija. The name Ouija said to be an ancient Egyptian word meaning "good luck." But I was, never you know, fucking knew that. Crazy! And this every like when I did this research, it blew my mind. I, yeah, it's just it's it's insane. Uh, the whole journey from how it started. And this is obviously a Spark Notes version. You guys can read uh, yeah Arthur Conan Doyle's work on the on the girls because he wrote a whole story, a whole book about them. Yeah, so it means good luck, but when Fold took over production, he spread word that the name came from a combination of the French and German words for yes. But some say it was Bond's sister-in-law, Helen Peters, who Bond said was a strong medium, supplied the now instantly recognizable handle. Sitting around the table, they asked the board what they should call it. The name Ouija came through, and when they asked what that meant, the board replied, good luck.
0: Oh. I love this story, Nick.
1: It's wholesome. You know, you can keep the lights on. You can turn them off. It's just somewhere in the middle. I exactly. Tried to, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, Parker Brothers for the win. Yep, and that, and we're about to get to the Parker Brothers. Yay! To top off the story. Uh, after news of the Fox sisters, people were obsessed with the occult and spiritual aspects of spiritual aspect of things. So the Ouija boards were flying off the shelves. But just like the Fox sister, the boards faced a lot of criticism from faith-based organizations and organizations and critics, saying that the board were a con to part fools from their money, a con to part fools from their money, and that they were a form of divination. So long story short, in 1966, Folds Estate sold the family business to Yep. You guessed it, the Parker Brothers, which modernized the board and continued to sell them. Then Parker Brothers sold to Hasbro, who now owns the rights and patents to all things Ouija. Holy shit. <laughs> Just like, what a journey.
0: And here's the deal. I looked at the the Ouija board on the bottom of my shelf and I saw it's Parker, 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 and then it goes into um, Hasbro.
1: I've got some old ones. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so that's an amazing story. It's it's really cool because you know a lot of people sell and are fascinated in buying the old wood planchette Ouija boards, and the ones that people buy will have like Parker Brothers and thing or or Parker Brothers etched onto them, and they feel like they have a collector's item. But if you really want one that is a collector's item, you have to get one that was dated before 1966, when. Uh, the Folds estate sold to the Parker brothers, which is, Oh, wow. That's how, you know, the little, uh, pond stars history. So I have, I
0: have a couple that aren't even called Ouija boards. One of them is called a crystal board, which Great. is from the thirties. I think thanks Trevor and Marjorie. And I don't even, I don't even know what the other one's called. I'll have to post some pictures of it on the story.
1: Oh yeah. Take for this episode. Take all the the pictures. Um, and then the last piece about the Ouija board that it's important to know is that the Ouija board works through the ide- ideomotor effect, ideometer. I don't know. Ideometer. Yeah, let's go yeah. with that one. Sure. That sounds right. <laughs> I sound smart. Doot,
0: <laughs> doot. Do. Ideo- you do.
1: <laughs> Ideometer movements are unconscious gestures we make in response to strong ideas or emotions expectation and imagination play a key role in all of this and i've always thought it did we as people build up the drama and almost create an expectation before we even open the box and that's the brilliance behind the ouija board
0: you know as a ouija board proponent for divination i try really hard not to move the planchette and I don't know. I've had some weird shit come up. I mean, I rarely use them. I'm not going to lie. My team, Clayton and Carter, are actually con. They they have, they have don't want it, anything to do with the Ouija board. However, at one point I had a friend along. Her name was Maddie. And I'm, I'm like, I'm going to hold this shit steady because blah, 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 blah. And it started moving and it was saying shit that... Made no sense. And at one point, back before even Amazon Prime, there was my friend... You know my friend Ray, right? Yeah, yep. He is the biggest skeptic you will ever meet in your life. And he and I did a Ouija board session together, and it was fucking insane. Yeah. So, yes, am I a believer? Yes. Am I a proponent for Ouija boards? Yes. But is it my mind? I don't think so.
1: I think the... Having a bunch of non-believers around a Ouija board is one thing because I think that even though you're hovering your fingers over, there's this energy that is is just happening and that someone might yeah. not know they're doing it, but they're moving it. Uh, but the only, the fir- it was like the third or fourth time I'd ever done it, but it was my last time ever. I was doing a Ouija board in a friend in their garage. They had this like secondary room. It was very small. And we mm-hmm. went in, put the Ouija board on the ground. It was four of us. We lit a bunch of candles and we started doing it. We were asking questions and then we were like laughing and making fun of the whole thing, yada, yada, yada. And then the um, the little thingy, planchette? yeah, the planchette thingy started going and it was spelling KLL, KLL, KLL. No, over and that was over your again. Friend. It, that was your first No one was touching <laughs> it. No one was touching Get it. Get the
0: fuck out, Nick.
1: And then th- the candles that we had lit knocked over, and we were in a carpeted room. And I thought for sure that thing was going to go up in flames, but it didn't. We caught it, and we stopped. We flipped the lights on, and we just packed the board up and walked out. I wish the
0: listeners could see my face right. Nobody was touching it.
1: Nobody. We Our hands were off. We were, like, joking around like a bunch of, you know, dumb school kids. We were like, this is stupid. This is stupid. Ha, ha, ha. Um, and completely unrelated, about yeah. 20 minutes later... I'm. uh, I have a uh, allergy to bees. If I get stung, I will probably die. Uh, We were out. It's terrible. It's (laughs) terrible. Thankfully, it's only happened one time, and I'm okay. But we we were we were playing in my friend's backyard on her patio, and I got stung by a bee. (gasps) First time in years, and it was like 20 minutes after this happened, and I I never again will will touch will own. Ouija board ever it was trying
0: to warn you maybe how is that a bad thing you should touch them all the time
1: I yeah it was warning me that I was gonna get stung by a bee brace yourself
0: (laughs) but I didn't know how to say it's not gonna spell out oh Nick you're about to get stung by a bee it's gonna put kill kill kill
1: I tried for a while, like there was a week where I I think we didn't do the Ouija board, but I I was, you know, I always loved like having a camera and stuff. And so later that week we went in a room, one of her rooms and we set up a camera there and then her and my sister sat in the room and they were like trying to get a response Mm -hmm. and nothing happened. I mean, there was, there was nothing at all, but it was, I, for that whole week, I'm like, K-L-L. Like Maybe it wasn't saying kill. Maybe it was trying to say something and just could put initials. I I don't know.
0: It was warning you about the bee. Um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
1: <laughs> she, I mean, she had always said her house was haunted. I mean, she had stories and experiences and stuff um, that were pretty pretty spooky. She's, she's one of those people that even when I was younger, she always had stuff that followed her in her life and okay i mean from younger to she was like two years older than she's my sister's age and i mean she would just have story after story after story of this seeing this spirit and seeing like this elderly old woman in the basement of her house and like this and that and so like shit followed her for sure whoa yeah so it was
0: you know way cooler people than i do by the way
1: I'm just, i just—I feel like I'm hyper, actively, ob- obnoxiously curious about like stuff that doesn't matter to other people.
0: Same. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it I didn't mean, hit till I was forty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I've been—I've been weird forever. I've been—I've uh, been out there. And that's all. I mean, like, like I said, I was the kid in fifth grade on like janky-ass old computers with headphones on, listening to Bigfoot calls for a while.
0: I love that so much. I was, finally today reached out to Chris Evans. I, I got the balls and I, I I sent him a message and I'm like, hey, so weird question, but stay with me here. I have a paranormal podcast. Do you have a paranormal story? And he said, no. So none of my friends have great paranormal stories except for you. So thank God you're here.
1: I was really excited because you, you segued from – Bigfoot calls to Chris Evans, and I was at the edge of my seat. Yeah. Uh, no,
0: I was just saying you have way better friends than I do.
1: <laughs> the secret is, I don't have any friends. Same. <laughs> <laughs> it's me and you and Chris.
0: That's it. That's, that's my inner circle. No, I'm just kidding. But, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's... I, mean, I I feel like you can read a room pretty pretty easily, and it's like you it's hard to explain, but you kind of know when there are people who want to talk about it, like you can just feel it, you know, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, that you're like you've seen some shit, like you can see it in their eyes <laughs> you're like I know you no I just see I
0: just bring it up randomly, like um, last year when we were having our patio done under our deck. I don't even know how it came up, but I got into this whole paranormal conversation with the guy who was, you know, drawing up the plans for the patio under my deck. And he's ended up showing me pictures of spirits by this house I've been obsessed with in my town for years. And I'm like, I knew that fucking place was haunted. But he, he took a picture of it and there was like a it looked like a like A today person like in in jeans and a a blazer it was a female just walking into this house and again I do not know how we get in the subject usually they're like well what do you do I'm like well you know I've got this day job that's kind of cool but let me tell you about my hobby it's ghosts
1: that's yeah that's the way to do I feel like Florida like living in Florida was cool because the segue was always like there was a period of time In the mid-2000s, where that picture of that big old, it's like one of the most famous pictures, and it looks like a giant ass orangutan hiding behind like a palm frond. It's super famous, and it's amazing. And like for a period of time, you had a bunch of Floridians walking around being like, y'all see that skunk ape? And just like whipping out the picture, and you're like, you damn right I've seen that skunk ape. I look at it every night before I go to bed.
0: (laughs) I have not seen this picture, Nick.
1: Oh, it's wonderful. I'll share it with you. It's great, okay. but it's it's fun when the the conversations segue themselves into things, and I feel like oh, yeah. al- aliens are such an easy thing to talk about, because it's like every single day, every single day, there's like some little piece, but like Bigfoot, yeah. ghosts, Loch Ness Monster, Chupacabra, that stuff is hard to kind of segue into. <laughs> so no one's walking up to you being like, have you seen the Chupacabra? And you're like, yeah. I'll figure out a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking
0: of UFOs though, I saw a story today from Susan Layton. She's on our like Facebook fan group and everything. She she writes for 1428elm.com as an Elm Street. Ooh. She posted I, I guess during this huge Space Force, is that the name of it? Mhm. Yep. This Space Force launch that did you see it? it looked like a ghost? It was kind of amazing. Yeah. But while they were up in space, they captured allegedly. I don't know anybody who knows anybody about anything. Some UFOs.
1: Yeah, there was the shot where they were they were docking in the International Space Station, and then the picture from the bottom of the shuttle. There was a small uh, ship, but people were distracted and didn't see that yesterday because there was some shit on Facebook that was like a twelve. 12- Twelve thousand people were, were live streaming it when I watched it when I when it's when I saw the post and it was someone took a the YouTube Japan clip thing? yeah it was like a U, like UFO over Brazil or Japan and there yeah. were twelve thousand people watching this and commenting being yeah. like oh my god is it gonna is it near us I'm like no it's been a video on loop the fuck are you doing look at the actual footage of a UFO twenty minutes ago
0: now i saw it like a month and a half ago like when quarantine was just going down and i'm like oh jesus this is the end of the world
1: i but then i, I figured say, out it was a loop yeah i will say i don't i don't know what i'll have to look and i'll, I'll put it in the, the fan group or whatever and then i'll shut up and stop talking but the never the my favorite thing on youtube there are these incredibly talented artists incredibly talented visual effects artists um uh, filmmakers and what they do Is they take real Like iPhoney type footage and they uh, Will put like a UFO Ship which that piece of footage is one Like Cthulhu they'll put all These real and there are some that are just Horrifying But they are incredible and Oh yeah I'll have to share a couple links but they're on YouTube And there's like an original poster Who used to put them up Frequently and they are Oh they're chilling in the best way
0: please put them in the facebook fan group
1: with sugar on top I and ghosts i love them (laughs) i love them i love them
0: them. oh that's that's so cool yeah actually yeah it was either today or yesterday dave schrader who's on holzer files on the travel channel he posted it i'm like dude like he's like what the fuck exclamation exclamation i'm like no calm down i saw this a month and a half ago and i had the same reaction everything's fine i swear to god (laughs)
1: yeah it's you have to. There's like the fine line you have to tread of saying like, "Hey, this is really cool and well done." Versus, "Oh my God, we're being invaded." Don't spin the narrative into like, "Hey, this is a thing that's happening," because it kind of like fucks with the whole paranormal thing, where like we want to believe in yeah. stuff, and then there's the people who step up and be like, "Did y'all see that man in that monkey suit?" And it's just like. <laughs> yeah no like we get it that was from like (laughs) six years ago looking to the future let's see what's happening right now
0: um how about Fox and Mulder for dog names I like that for girls
1: for girls Fox and Mulder yeah
0: okay we'll think about it I'll let you know what I just
1: (laughs) I like Morty a lot I like
0: I do too for Morticia I do too
1: okay Yeah. yeah
0: Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, again see what I did there. With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out, and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talan. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files, one word, in the discount code box. I got the master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to soldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. Guys, have you heard of dyedinhouse.com? This is pretty much the coolest thing ever. Ever feel like somebody's watching you in your house and you don't know why and you're the only one in the house? Did you know real estate brokers are not obliged to tell you if someone died in the house unless you ask? Yep, I found that one out the hard way. I mean, it's certainly not a checkbox on a Zillow site, now is it? So are you looking at houses and don't want to move into a murder house? I mean, I do, but I understand that it's not for everyone. Well, now you can find out who died in your house or any house for that matter. And usually what the cause of death was as well. And we have a way for you to save money when you do. Of course we do. Check out diedinhouse.com. Save 10% by using promo code oddityfiles, one word, no spaces, before buying or renting a home Get informed about everything. Use dyedinhouse.com to learn the house history. Again, head to dyedinhouse.com and enter promo code oddityfiles, one word, at checkout, and you'll save 10%. You want to hear a story?
1: I like stories. Okay, and take the glasses off because I can't
0: see the computer with my glasses on, even though they're trifocals. I don't understand. So... (laughs) <laughs> I've been looking for just random creepy stories um for this TikTok thing. I had to think about it. Almost said Zoom. Um just, you know, like creepy pasta, that kind of stuff. And I was searching for something and I, I searched for the top urgent urban legends for each state. I don't know if you know this, Nick, but I'm a sucker for an urban legend. Yeah, you too? Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna go to Colorado and Riverdale Road runs through Thornton, Colorado. My obsession with urban legends, I almost said true crime, wrong podcast, wrong time. My obsession (laughs) with urban legends, there was one hell of an urban legend in the town I grew up in, in northern Indiana. And our urban legend was Rita Road. But it only had... The scary legend of, like, the typical, I think every town had this urban legend. So I'm, I'm a sucker for ones that are different from this one. But I'm going to tell you the legend of Reader Road. So there's this couple making out in the car. I know everybody's heard this one. And the boyfriend hears some horrendous metallic scratching outside of the car. The boyfriend gets out of the car to see what the noise could be. Sitting in the car, the girlfriend hears a tussle outside ...and more metallic scratches. She can't really see anything because it's darker than dark... ...and as you can imagine, the windows were a little fogged up. So she waits for her boyfriend to come back to the car... ...and she hears what sounds like stomping on the roof of the car. She waits some more, sits in silence... ...breathing heavy for reasons other than young love... ...and when she feels like she's waited long enough... ...she rolls down the window... Yes, this was before the days of power window. She actually had to roll down the window and whispers her dearly beloved's name. She hears a rustle in the woods, quickly rolls up the window and makes sure the doors are still locked. She waits what seems like an eternity with no more commotion outside. She noticed the wind is picked up outside and hears what she thinks is a dragging sound on the roof of the car. And it only happens when the wind picks up. So she can't take it anymore. She knows if she doesn't leave soon, she'll miss her curfew and will never hear the end of it from her parents. She rolls down the window again and says her boyfriend's name louder this time. The wind picks up and she hears the sound on the roof of her car again. And she slowly leans out the window and tries to look at the top of the car. She hears a clanking sound on the door handle as she slides her body out of the window to get up high enough to see the roof of the car. She's startled but keeps inching up to see what is making the noise up top. As she just barely able to see, she notices her boyfriend's shoes just barely on their tippy toes touching the roof. And as she looks up, she notices the jeans of her boyfriend's attached to the shoes. As her eyes continue to scan the situation, she slides the rest of the way out of the window and is now sitting on the car door when she notices the boy's letterman's jacket next and what looks like her boyfriend's lifeless head with a noose tied around it. With her heart racing and her voice screaming, she falls out of the car window, and when she looks up, she notices the hook of the man who said to haunt Reader Road. Dun dun dun.
1: Oh, that's so good. That's such a good story. <laughs> it is. I, I love it. Ah oh, What a great campfire jam. I feel like that's Yes. That's the big thing between urban legends and like paranormal like ghost stories so to speak right it was like urban legends there are no rules it's like the wild west
0: why would the ghost have a hook i don't even understand it doesn't
1: matter it's just (laughs) scary it's oh it's like oh i love it i love it love it love it that's what made the scary stories to tell in the the dark book so good is like those little quick quick snippets of like and the man with no toe creeped in and it's like that's terrifying i believe every word of it (laughs)
0: like (laughs) me too me too i was terrified of this road at one point my boyfriend in high school who ended up being my husband for a very short period of time ew um he he like drove by it i'm like get me out of here this is terrifying come to find out it was actually a place where the mafia would throw their dead bodies back in the day I see because i grew up right outside of chicago
1: everything has history, right? So like you can tell an urban legend, which is a, a story that is kind of passed on like a game of telephone (laughs) and, and alters with the times. And then you have the history behind those places. And it's like, you tie the two things together. And if they happily marry like that, Oh, you have yourself. So good. Just perfection. Exactly.
0: So I love a good mafia ghost story. I'm not going to lie. I'm a sucker. Um, but let's talk about the urban legends of Riverdale Road, shall we? And that story goes a little something like this. So Riverdale Road is an eleven-mile-long. Oh my God, Chris just pulled up. I I just got a peek for the puppy. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna look. Okay, so Riverdale Road is an eleven-mile-long thoroughfare connecting Thornton to Brighton in Colorado. People call it the most haunted road in the country. With it comes a handful of stories passed down over the years. So here's a quick rundown of the eight creepy stories attached to Riverdale Road. There's a phantom jogger that was said to have been killed running this stretch of road one early morning who was murdered by a hit and run accident. The driver freaked out and just left the man to die. Way to go, loser. Now it said, if you park at the site of the crash, you'll hear disembodied footsteps getting closer and closer and closer to your car. People have reported handprints on their windows and banging noises as if someone was kicking the outside of their car. Terrifying.
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, in context of the reader road story, I feel like this changes the game. A lot. A
0: little bit.
1: Because it's like if I heard knocking and banging and nothing was there, I'd, I'd freak yeah. out.
0: For sure. For sure. I thought it was going to go the the route of, oh, if you put baby powder on the back, you see the, the hands pushing the car up. No, it's way creepier than that. Oh, yeah. So Riverdale Road also has the gates to hell. Great road, right?
1: Yeah, perfect.
0: So so the Gates of Hell have the tall, rusted iron gates that let the curious know that they are in the right spot. People visit these gates when they're seeking a thrill because of what or who they might see. The man who built them lost his mind, and when he was finished building the house and losing his mind, he burned the entire mansion with his family asleep inside He was never caught or put to trial. Colorado, it's a great place to live. Oh, my Lord. So witnesses report that a lady in white, because she's always in white, walks the road by the gates, assumed to be his wife. She searches the street for her murdered children or maybe her husband because she wants revenge. But the most she's ever done to visitors is appear in the rearview mirror as they pass by, longing for help that never comes. I hate the sad one. That is sad. Yeah. It breaks my heart. So there's yeah, a little bit. I can't believe they didn't catch the guy, but that's a whole murder thing. I'm not going to get into it. So another story warns drivers about a young boy who was killed by a car on his way to school. His spirit walks the Riverdale road at night, smearing bloody handprints on street signs as he passes them. Uh, there's I gotta don't be, find any pictures.
1: I was going to say, there's got to be proof. And if there's not proof, I call it. I'm calling that story on bullshit.
0: I mean, they are urban (laughs) legends. so But still, the kid's pissed. I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or again, this could be like the whole alien conspiracy.
0: Colorado. Denver, that's where the fucking airport has the lizard people living underneath it. That all makes sense now.
1: Yep. The blue horse.
0: Yes. All the things. And the painting they took down. So there's also a ghostly 1970s Camaro. You ready for this? One driver in the 70s was zipping down the road, speeding like a maniac when he had a fatal crash. Now, allegedly, if allegedly, if you drive down the street during the night or day, a phantom 70s Camaro with one working headlight might pull up behind you, challenging you to a race. You feeling (laughs)
1: lucky? That would be great. Imagine <laughs> explaining explaining that speeding ticket, uh, officer. I was racing a ghost Camaro. <laughs> it only had one headlight. Oh, is there a song <laughs> called that? Yeah, I wonder yeah. if that's what
0: it was written about. I don't pay attention Maybe to most songs. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Okay. Also, there's a phantom hitchhiker also seen on this insane road. She's a young, attractive female who when you pull over to give her a ride, she disappears into thin air. I mean, people, didn't your parents ever warn you about picking up hitchhikers? (laughs) Just because she's pretty doesn't mean she's not going to kill you. Okay.
1: Doesn't mean she's not a ghost.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Or a serial killer. So, the thing about Riverdale Road is that isn't just the road itself that's haunted. It's the area of land that is that it cuts through. For hundreds of years, there have been stories about Native American shapeshifters. That's a scary thing to me. Roaming the land. Thoughts on shapeshifters? Terrifying?
1: I mean, yeah, I'm definitely scary. Uh, I'm a big Skinwalker Ranch fan. And... Wolf alien creatures are not my thing. (laughs) Very scary. (laughs) Terrifying. I don't want to see like Animorphs posters come to life where (laughs) the kids turn into blue aliens and then turn into wolf hybrids. Hard pass.
0: That is not going to be a good time at all. So uh, for hundreds of years, there have been stories about Native American shapeshifters roaming the land. So now they appear on the road. They can take different shapes and communicate with people in their own ways. So if you plan to visit, be on the lookout for any unusual activity, it could be shapeshifters playing tricks on you. I totally copy and pasted that. That didn't sound anything like me. So there are rumors that the area had a large amount of satanic activity, but the rumors are backed up by evidence. No one really lives on the road now. So there are structures left behind like old chicken coops and empty buildings On these structures is always fresh graffiti and even headless animals. That and the occasional sound of footsteps growing closer and louder. And the final piece de resistance, that was terrible French, is the hanging people in the trees that aren't people at all. They're shadow figures and you can only see them in the light of a full moon. This has got oh, it all, Nick.
1: Wow! Yeah. Wow. What? A, I mean, the tourism <laughs> must be uh, through the roof. <laughs> well, apparently everybody moved out because of the Satan worshippers. I don't
0: even know. Allegedly. So <laughs> Allegedly. is it satanic panic that has the road haunted? Is it the Native Americans? Or is the fact that so many deaths have happened there due to the severity of the road? I honestly don't know, but I'm down to check it
1: out. Oh, 100 percent Yeah. Send me there now. <laughs> let's go to Java and let's go to <laughs> to Colorado.
0: And we're taking a fucking Ouija board.
1: Well, well, I well, let's slow down. <laughs> Whoa, buddy. Easy. <laughs>
0: so my sources for this story are ranker.com, insider.com, thoughtcatalog.com, aminoapps.com. And 9news.com and the Reddit. Because the Reddit is everything.
1: I, uh, hearing hearing these, so usually we tell one story. So hearing these multiple stories gave me a crazy idea in the thought noggin. And I'm, it, it could be fun at some point, sometime, because I feel like urban legends are, are, they kind of blur the line between fact and fiction, what's real and what's not. Yes. And I would love for like listeners to send in a short story and we read like three of them and we have to decide which one's real and which one's fake.
0: Ooh. Yes. Because Ooh, I like that. Send us your urban because, legends. Yeah.
1: Oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. I, I would love to read a good, like written urban legend. Like it would be great. Oh, snap. This is earth shattering. We have a puppy. We have a puppy. Hi. The following segment of the podcast is brought to you by Puppy Snuggles.
0: She smells like cotton candy. I'm not even kidding right now. Hey. Hey. He said hey. I've got my earbuds in oh remember i said oh, yeah, next right. week i'm, I'm gonna have the ears. puppy on my lap the entire time oh she's so calm
1: well she's a good girl she slept the whole way home and um, mccoy's arms and
0: so nick and i have come up with some names
1: Uh oh
0: elvira and morticia we can call her oh. tisha you love elvira no um she doesn't
1: look like an elvira <laughs> she's too brightly colored
0: okay <laughs> Thelma and Louise. I think it's gonna be Thelma and Louise. Oh my god, she's so sweet.
1: That feels natural. Oh look at that baby.
0: She smells oh, just like god. cotton candy. I can't. Hi. Uh, puppies are never this calm.
1: Oh she could type her. Oh, does she? <laughs> yeah, brace yourself. <laughs> she's just like and Mama or Leash and everything and- Shot. oh okay
0: you go with daddy i'm almost done oh, my oh. Gosh. take her from me please
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye,
0: <laughs> chris said bye, bye. <laughs> oh. oh oh so puppy. i'll cut all that out maybe i don't know <laughs> this is gonna be a three hour <laughs> long episode <laughs> but yes i think people should submit urban legends and then we'll read them, and then we'll choose which one is real. And then I still smell like cotton candy. And then um, they'll let us know if we're right or not. I don't know. I'm just making shit yeah, up. Yeah,
1: I think I think it's fun. I I I feel like there are some really creative listeners from like my short time on the podcast so far, and I feel like someone can be really good at blurring that line between fact oh, yeah. and fiction.
0: For sure. Well, I don't I know. Love it. You want to hear a factual story from a listener?
1: Yes. Give me something real.
0: So this is called Farmhouse Child Haunt from Anonymous. And she says, before I tell my story, I want to geek out a little bit. I've always liked Prime because I could watch an episode of something and not feel the urge to binge watch something for the next 10 hours. As a mother of many, I don't have time for that. LOL. This wasn't the case when I found Oddity Files. Now, I've always been fascinated with the paranormal and have seen pretty much all the shows, but y'all's show was different in a way that I was drawn to. At first, you guys being from Indiana grabbed me because I'm a born and bred Hoosier, northern Indiana. Me too, girl. Middle of nowhere, middle of everywhere, surrounded by cornfields and family. So I was excited. Same girl. Same. Same. I watched every episode in a row for hours. The more I watched, the more I loved it. Not only did I love your approach with love, light, peace, and positivity, followed by a well-placed and appropriate F-bomb. That's guilty. Um The way I try to approach everything in life. I found myself constantly thinking, me too and same. When Kitsy would make comments or voice opinions, I too was disappointed to find out the stones from Outlander were not real. Have you watched Outlander, Nick?
1: I've watched, I've seen the first season.
0: So good. And those, you can't travel time in Ireland. I was very disappointed. I did a whole story on it. (laughs) Apparently, there's healing stones, and you know you pass a baby through a stone, and but nothing like Outlander, and there's no Sam Hugan there either, which is the most disappointing part for me. So I'm gonna read Anonymous's story. I digress. A few years ago, my family moved into an old farmhouse. Although it had been completely redone and updated, it had been home to a long family line before us the upstairs is basically a huge bedroom with a smaller open room at the top of the stairs at the time we still had four of our girls living at home so they got the upstairs for a while all four slept in a huge bedroom on two bunk beds and they made their own room a smallish living room of their own that sounds like a really great time as a kid One of the first things they had noticed was a growth chart on the closet frame in the bedroom, you know, where the parents has the child stand against the wall, and they mark how tall they are periodically. Anyway, there were maybe five or six marks, all very low on the frame, and the name Arabella next to one mark. Right away, they thought it was creepy. They didn't think, oh, how sweet, or oh, how neat that was. They were creeped out by it. None of them liked the closet. They all preferred to use dressers so they didn't have to go into the closet. A few months later, after moving in, the youngest daughter, a twin, woke up with a scratch on her arm in the shape of an A. Do you have that dream catcher up? Uh... Oh. Hell no. (laughs) We looked all around and in her bed to see if there was something she could have slept with or on that could have caused it, but found nothing. The reason I mentioned her being a twin was because that was the only time she ever experienced something. Her twin sister, however, has dealt with things for years. She puts in parentheses, if you knew these two, this seems logical because the older twin is very much the protector, and consciously or subconsciously, I could see her inviting whatever away from her sister. She has left things on in her room to help her sleep, only to be woken up when something turns them off. TV, radio, lights. I would suggest her sleeping with the remote and things like that, but the remote doesn't turn the lights off. So she, that's what it was. She She's like, well, maybe you rolled over on the remote. I mean, I've Thought that has happened before, and my bedroom TV has turned on with me nowhere near the remote. But we all know my house is haunted. The opposite has also happened. She would turn things off to go to work or school and come home to find them on. What makes this compelling is that other people would be home or in and out of that room, and the things would remain off until right before she got home or went into that room. She has also dealt with sleep paralysis on a couple of occasions, and she's never felt anything touch her or harm her, just feels a presence that keeps her engulfed. I also feel she is my most sensitive to the energies around her. Where I sit downstairs is directly across from the stairs to the upstairs And on more than one occasion, I've witnessed what I can only describe as a shadow peek around the turn in the stairway and then back away. Huh. This has happened at night and during daylight. Our cat will also sit at the bottom of the stairs and stare up them for long periods of time when no one is upstairs. There have been a couple of times when I've been in bed at night and will wake up with an overwhelming sense of something just off in the house. I'll wake from a deep sleep, fully awake, and feel as if the bed is vibrating. Not shaking, but vibrating. I just can't explain it more than once. I've thought my husband was coming to bed only to turn over, and he's not there. At a point when my daughter... I know. This insane. At a point when my daughter was having a rough time, I was willing to try just about anything. One time I heard John Tenney talk about using a pendulum to find out if a portal was present. Tried it, didn't hit on anything. We tried different cleansing methods. I got her a natural geode light that has seemed to help her at night. I use crystals and sage regularly, and things are definitely further and farther apart. They still don't like the closet and nobody seems to know who Arabella is or was. She seemed to accept that she'll have to continue through life dealing with some of these things and is doing a good job of finding and practicing ways to protect herself. None of the others have said anything about weird occurrences at their own homes and we didn't have any before here. So I definitely think it's something or someone that is already here. I believe we found a way to coexist at this point since no more harmful occurrences have happened in a very long time. Sometimes an unexplained fearfulness kicks in and it will stop us in our tracks. We try to pause, listen, observe, but then I'll cleanse and everything goes back to normal. No plans on leaving. I think whoever's here just likes to remind us they are here every once in a while. Yay! scary but i I love that she found a way to deal with it
1: i feel like that's the biggest piece like if you can flip it around and kind of turn it positive but not be afraid of it which is like when you speak when you talk to a medium first thing they tell you is to not fear the 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 entity if you fear it then it will make it worse because then it sort of battles with what's in your head versus what's in reality and you kind of are fueling this fire but it doesn't have to be a fire so yeah yeah, that like good 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 for her or uh, anonymous yes
0: yeah (laughs) I'm assuming it's a female she was talking about her daughters um yes but she's got to be somewhere close to where I am I want to go to there as is always my response (laughs)
1: yep (laughs) take me there
0: take me to all the ghosties yay that was fun i all the puppy talk that's not really paranormal but we had some good stories in there too
1: very you know it was a it was a good time i feel like it happened so fast like it's crazy to look at the time and i'm like uh, oh what
0: that's why I love doing these. It's yeah. it's so much fun, but yeah, it doesn't last nearly long enough. I did forget to mention the last couple weeks about a rate review and subscribe contest. If you rate and review us on any of the podcast apps please go ahead and take a screen grab of that and send that in to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com you win some fun swag and also i announced an instagram contest this week so if you want to win an emf meter this was all nick's idea he's a genius check out our Instagram, tag two people, join our email list and make sure you're following us on Instagram. And that is at oddity files on Instagram. I forgot I had like a plethora of EMF meters in my house from when I was doing the oddities outlet stuff. And I'm like, shit, I can give these away.
1: That's fantastic. I mean, what better way to take a little dip in the ocean of paranormal investigation than with an EMF meter.
0: It's perfect because it's not really scary. You don't have to hear any voices. And you know what? If you're really freaking out about it, always know that your cell phone will set it off so if you're trying to freak out your friends with it go oh look at my emf meter and like hit your phone underneath it it always makes it go (laughs) off i learned that the hard way
1: (laughs) yeah emf is great like if i were to recommend to anybody i would say don't buy a ouija board get an emf reader first because it's respectful exactly and then you you got respectful to the ghosts It's just all about respecting people
0: literally love light peace and positivity but y'all have been listening to yes. Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. That's Nick Floyd. We totally forgot to do and this. I, in uh, the yeah. No, say, say your name, <laughs> please. Do I'll edit it right. Our our lag is pretty bad right now.
1: I'm oh, Kitsy Duncan. Oh, it's so bad towards the end. I'm just I'm, <laughs> 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 say your name. I say my name. I, I'm Nick Floyd. <laughs>
0: Say my name
1: (laughs) Those tears there's tears in my eyes.
0: Always a good time, man. Always a good time, but
1: weird is a new cool. Ghost On Yes I've got it down to a science. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy wah. wah. twenty twenty artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com/slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and And the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your co-workers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh and grandma, your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you and if it weren't for you we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, Send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird, memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on, get out of here. Turn it off, it's done. Really, I swear, go, get. Serious, I'm out
1: of here.